You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. I'm here with Brian. I think that may be all you get today, uh, but it's okay because I think we probably disagree on the subject. Now, unfortunately, with this subject, we're going to be talking about secession and the national divorce, as it is sometimes called, because that sounds so much better than confederacy and secession. But, um, <laughs> you know, national divorce is kind of the polite way of putting it. Um, and it's just kind of been kicked around. Um, you know, the Libertarian uh, Party National is is going public with it and kicking it around. And uh, I'm indifferent, <laughs> you know, I guess. I, I, I have I've put a little bit of thought into it. And so obviously done my homework, done some research. And I kind of understand where everybody's coming down on it. But I feel like I have a semblance of opinion that is going to disagree with Brian from what I understand of our chats a little bit. So uh, we'll see where this goes. Maybe I'll maybe I'll be more firm in my belief. Maybe I'll change it in the middle of the show. This should be interesting. Um, you know, there's not too much to explain ordinarily. I give like a long introduction, especially if it's like a current event. But because this is an idea, it just kind of is what it sounds like. Um, should an individual be able to say, nah, I don't want to be in this nation anymore and reject all their rules and as well as all of their uh, benefits and, you know, all that. Should a neighborhood be able to do it? Should a state be able to do it? Um, you know, and this has come up recently because of the education debate of all things, uh, because it's saying, you know, if we have a public school system, and again, the Republicans and Democrats generally agree that it should be there, you know, should they be able to, you know, when they teach, who gets to decide what to teach them? Because the righties and lefties, believe it or not, don't want you to learn the same things, the same history, you know, and the same economics. And the same, they don't want you to sit in the same classroom and, you know, be taught something that the other side doesn't like. And I mean, this, of course, goes across other that more than just left, right? If you're a Christian or an atheist, do I want my kids getting taught by an atheist, taught atheist things. You know, if I want to raise them in a Christian household, should they be taught Christian things? If I want to raise them in an atheist household, ah, you know, like, and, and so I get a lot of this, why public education has turned into this. Um, and I guess for me personally, we have a very good and a very bad example in American history of secession. On one hand, we rebelled from the British. Yeah. On the other hand, the South and slavery and stuff. Ooh, that's tough, right? So what do you think, Brian? I'm going to let you kind of give your thoughts on secession because for me personally, I kind of gummed down to, yeah, you should be able to leave, I, I guess. Yeah. I, why not? I mean, that's what I've been pr promoting as a libertarian for a long time. Now, there's a lot of people who want to leave that are really bad people, but... uh and, and I'm not going to disagree with that. I think a lot of the people that say, I'm out of America, I say, yes. And they're like, because they won't let me 
have sex with minors. And I'm like, oh, no. All of a sudden. Oh, oh, wait not- a I, I'm on board with that, especially in Kentucky and West Virginia. Those guys in the coal mines have been working for years, and they deserve a little bit of a release. So if that guy wants to have sex with minors, go right oh, ahead. Oh, my, minors. Um, oh, oh, different minors. I'm sorry. I, I always get confused. <laughs> I, I My job. <laughs> like, are we going to have a show, actually? About no, 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 no. No, <laughs> We're no, no. We're going to take this to the dark web, everybody. <laughs> You're going to find us the same place you find Alex Jones next week. Uh, <laughs> Brian, go Damn. ahead and give us your thoughts. I said go ahead, and then I yeah. got jokey. But then I just went there. So yeah. yeah, the funny thing is about this is that when you have two parties, which is the case, you know, you have two parties in a divorce. So one says, I can't live with you anymore. The other one maybe tries to hang on or says, you know what? You're right. I want to leave. Okay. That's great for two parties. Okay. We have... 330-ish million parties involved in this case. And I think if you went, just walked up and down your street and, uh, or any street really, and said, hey, do you, you want to leave the United States and form a new country? Um, probably I'd say 40% would probably call the cops on you. Uh, I'd say the other 40%, 50% probably slam your door. And maybe the last 10% would get out their phones and say, oh, this is going to be good. I think I'm going to go viral. Um, national divorce secession is is only really popular in a couple of, of circles, I think. Um, the, the hardcore you know, parts of we can't get this country to work right, so we're going to split off. We saw it with Cal Exit. We've heard about it with Texas Exit or Texit or whatever the heck they're calling it. Texit? <coughs> Texit, Yeah. <laughs> And uh, we've seen it with, of course, white nationalists, and we've seen it in libertarian. Uh, they try to get the hashtag national divorce going. But the reality is, is that you can't sit there and get 10% of the country on board and say, we're going to divorce because the other 90% are going to go, yeah, maybe not as, maybe we, we shouldn't do that because they like the ability to have money to be able to spend that's run by the government. Yes, we can discuss all of the problems with the Fed, um, but that's not going to be a good enough reason for divorce. We can talk about um, the ability to travel between states to see families. And, and of course, the final part is, and this is the part that I always get, is that <clears throat> whenever we see national divorce, they always talk about red states leaving blue states or blue states leaving red states. Well, last time I checked, these, these red states and these blue states, they're not exactly like 100 to 0, 98 to 2, blue, red, red, blue. They're 51, 49, 55, 45. So let me ask you the question. How do you split up a state like that? How do you split up a state like Indiana, who went for Obama twice, uh, voted for Trump this last time, <clears throat> and and seriously, uh, just has kind of flip-flopped. I mean, if you want to talk about a good purple state, Indiana tends to fall in there. And, oh, by the way, we throw in, you know, the Libertarian Party in Indiana, which has been honestly pretty successful, uh, especially with the rainwater campaign and, gov- and governorship. He came in second in 33 counties. So this national divorce thing gets really confusing because what is the point of the divorce? Did the did the red states cheat on the blue states with Mexico? Did the blue states, you know, have a little fling with Canada? It, it, none of this really makes sense. And when you get down to it at the end, you're just sitting there going, it's just people wanting to form another little fiefdom, their own little fiefdom where 
like-minded people can be in charge and they can have their little money. But the problem is they don't think about the long-term consequences of doing that. Um, but the best solution, obviously, of all of this is not a divorce. It's to tell your parents to get the hell out of your lives, namely our politicians, and to let us live our lives. And I think that if we had a government that was more in tune with that, which, by the way, I think uh, polling's like 60, 70 percent that the government kind of sucks uh, in the U.S. I'll have to pull the numbers. But faith in Congress is, you know, like, you know, approval ratings like 15 percent for Congress. I could be wrong. <clears throat> the problem is not that we can't live with each other. We just can't live with the people telling us what the hell to do. So we fix that. I think all this national divorce talk just comes to a screeching record screech type of halt just because there's nothing else to do at that point. Then it's like, okay, you can go live your life. You want to go ahead and raise your kids in a, in a Christian theocracy at your house? Go for it. You know, you can do that. Of course, if you're like Warren Jeffs, um, society might want to come in and say, hey, you know what? That gets back to that whole minor thing we talked about at the beginning of the show. So uh, there better be a coal mine there because uh, you're not going to be able to have sex with miners. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let me bring up one comment we have here because I yep. think we can we can do this and move on because I think we probably both agree on this that Reinhold, hi Reinhold by the way, uh, has to say if you want to leave the country, fine, go ahead. But you know they want to have benefits here without following any of the rules. And there was another comment here, Ron, talking about mm -hmm. money issued by the government. I do think yeah. if it's if you're breaking off, that's what you have to consider, right? You're off yep. of the monetary system. You're off of, there's no welfare, no entitlement systems. There's no defense, uh. <laughs> right? Your house goes up in flames and people just shrug their shoulders and they're like, this is what you wanted, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's yep. what it looks like. So if there is somebody out there who's talking about secession, but also I get to use your money. I mean, for me, not using the money and not having those systems is kind of a perk, but that is something that should be considered, I think, especially among kind of ultra nationalists that are talking about secession yeah. but they kind of talk about let's make the dollar do this and it's like no if you leave you forfeit the dollar you say yeah. here's your dollar i've Goes got away. my own thing mm -hmm. you, you said a lot of yeah so we're we're on the same page on that one. oh yeah we're in the, okay. yeah I, I i think that uh i think people have the right to leave um i think people have the right and they've been throwing their passports over the embassy wall renouncing their citizenship mm -hmm. uh we even saw trickle up in the last you know decade or so with people uh being able to go ahead and leave the united states and go to wherever country they want uh the problem is that those countries have to want you <laughs> you know if they don't want you and you don't bring value to that country they're not going to let you in and you could say that hey you know what i'm going to go ahead and grab my little piece of corner of this you know right near between the u.s canada border and call myself the united states of dorkdom um, perfectly fine to do that. Um, but again, just don't be surprised if everybody around you, if they put up a giant wall around you and said, by the way, our trade's going to be on the gold standard. I hope you've got a couple of million to be able to bring the food in because we have to hire all these guards here to keep you, your country, uh, safe from invading us, you know? So you lose all the benefits, all the free trade, everything else. We can talk about how, oh, that wouldn't happen. But when you do stuff like that, it sounds a lot like, oh, real communism hasn't been really done yet. Yeah, you know what? It's all a bunch of malarkey. Um, there, I just quoted Joe Biden. My God. I'm <laughs> <kidding>. uh, <clears throat> 
it, it's bad. But you, I, I, you made a complete sentence, so it wasn't a perfect quote of Joe true. Biden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Turn uh, page. Yeah. Right. Turn page. <laughs> oh, it's getting it's getting hilarious. Uh, it is. It's bad. Um, yeah, uh, hilarious if you don't live in the country or are one of the countries that has a bomber overhead. Other than that, it's funny. Um, you know, I, I think it's, I think that I agree with all of that. I think that there's a lot of people that have in their mind what secession will look like. Right. And they tend to think it's going to be my utopia. And it's like, well, that's, that's going to be tough. Now, the first, the first step we have on this one, and usually the reason we're, we're touting this around is should the national government allow people that want to leave to leave? And I believe that they should. Um, they won't. So, so one of the yeah. issues here is, and and Reinhold brings this up as well, is if you have enough people to leave the country, you probably have enough people to change the country in a way that you would like. And so that's why you keep getting the same system, and why people talk a lot about seceding, but don't. They, it's not going to happen anytime soon. Right. Um, and so I think that is one of those. This is a this is a very popular topic in libertarian circles because we love to overthink things and dream about things that aren't very likely to occur. Um, and it's very it's a little popular in Republican circles right now. And oh, it's Cal uh, exit. Know. Cal exit. They no, tried putting then, it on the ballot. Right, and then some <clears throat> some Democratic circles as well. It, it nope. gets some modicum of popularity. But I think you will see these come up and even throughout, if you think back to your last 20 years, you know, those who are as old as us, you'll have seen this come up several times, but nothing ever comes of it. And, you know, Brian's kind of told you enough about why nothing ever comes of it. You know, should, now the government should allow people to leave. And I think that we as libertarians can unite and be like, hey, you know, they should allow states to be separate. You know, but a lot of these states, in the nature of the way they want to secede, they want to keep some of the benefits, some of the money. And it's like, so we have to make a push both for the federal government to change the way that they overlord things. And also of the people who make the request to leave, we have to say, hey, you've got to kind of tighten this up a bit. You know, what does leaving look like to you? What are your what are borders look like to you, you know? And, and I hate this because this is something we got to get into again. You talk about the armed guards and we want you to pay for it. If we're going to have armed guards outside your country, it's, again, that's them using their totalitarian force, but we live in a totalitarian world. So uh, you have to deal with that reality, you know, uh, or else you're just kind of having debate for the sake of debate. You know, they're going to make, they're going to do this. They shouldn't. Yeah, but they're gonna. So that's that's government for you. Uh, I can talk. I can highlight about why they should it all day. Um, oh but yeah, there's nothing I can do. About that. There, 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 there's valid reasons that we would love to see states run a lot of the programs that the feds run, just simply because we see a lot of problems in the feds and the way they they inflict them upon the states. Uh, whether it's education, uh, the drug wars, things like that, we we would see a lot see a lot of changes. But there's other changes like uh, certain rights <clears throat> that tend to get screwed up by states, uh, namely uh, the the current uh, 
Dobbs case, uh, overturning Roe v. Wade, uh, has created a um, complete and total literal shitstorm uh, on the interpretation of law, especially laws that were writ- poorly written with the idea of one day Roe will be gone and we'll have this crazy law. Oh, it'll never be gone. That crazy law will never take effect. Oh, wait, now it's gone. It's taken effect. So the, the reality is there's a lot of things that we could be doing differently on the federal level. And, and the funny thing is, of course, is that most people don't trust the federal government. There's times that they can do a good job. Um, it's very few and far between. And I know some libertarians are right now reing in the corner because I said that sometimes the federals, the feds can do a good job. Um, but it is very rare. Um, they tend to either bomb it, screw it, or uh, just throw money at the problem for it to go away. And those don't really ever fix problems. They usually just cause more. It's just like normal life. Um, so it, it would be nice to see people that have that energy for a national divorce to really just start pushing state and local legislatures to start taking back that power. We saw it in Colorado and Washington with drug legalization, and hopefully we can see it in other realms because right now the feds are powerless if enough states stand up against them and go, that's enough. And it's there. The power is there, and it's 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 shared across all, all political you know, beliefs and things like that, that they could stand up against the feds and they could. Yeah. I find that the secession talk is a little like talking about going like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we got all the way around the monopoly board? It's like, yeah, but there's a lot of stuff in between that you got to kind of address first, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of go to jails and a lot of chance and (laughs) utility cards and all that you got to deal with, you know, on the way there. I'm not saying that your end game is wrong, but instead of jumping, hey, let's do that. Like you mentioned, Brian. So great example of why this is such a difficult thing is virtually every, and this is by design. The state is evil. The nation, you know, of of course. But by design, uh, every county and state is in debt to the federal government. Everyone, right? I mean, you're just, and so if you decide to leave, the government's going to be like, you owe us American money. And if you can't function with American money, you're not allowed to if you secede. You're not going to be able to pay back the debt. So you have to pay this back. So if we're going to talk about, you know, where to start, maybe encourage your county and states to start being like, hey, those federal benefits, they kick at you for, oh, it's just a real, real discounted, real nice, real pleasant. Maybe it's time to start rejecting some of those. Um, There's been some very libertarian um congressmen who have gotten into this trouble uh with their counties for this reason because they accepted a whole bunch of free help from the government that comes with just a little bit of debt that's tied in there and oh of course and it's not just raw debt it's also hey if you have an interstate road in there we paid for your road you know uh we helped and and even if you think it's not an interstate road it's just your county odds are if you look at the bill of who paid for it at some point a national or state thing is going to pop up on there, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're just going to be like, I didn't know. I didn't know. Well, a lot of people don't know because this is a monster, right? They even call it what the, the creature from Jekyll Island, right? Like this is a monster. It, it gets its tentacles everywhere. And so there's a lot of things to do in between the secession and, you know, or in between where we're at now in secession, I guess. And it's, it's, it's like that. Now, 
I like that where, the direction you're going. You're going to say, if you're going to talk about this, what are some things you do to make it a reality? Well, if you have enough people in your neighborhood to start making things different, then you can probably get a sheriff there. And the sheriff has an immense, I, I think this is, I remember getting this advice from a, a friend a while ago. If there's one position you're going to run for as a libertarian, sheriff is one of the best to do it. For one, oftentimes they aren't required to list their party affiliation. So if you're a libertarian, that can be a benefit for you because all they get is three names on the ballot and they're just like, I don't know. So first of yeah. all, there's a likelihood factor. Second, the sheriff has a huge say over the, how many rape kits we process this month, how many people we pull over this month. I mean, you're not technically allowed to make quotas, but let's be honest. There's quotas. standard. It's not right. a quota. I actually had a cop friend uh, of mine who told me standard. standard. <laughs> it's a standard. It's not a quota because a quota is bad that you have to pull it. But our standard right. is that you have 20 interactions. It's like going to war is without congressional approval is illegal. But kinetic military action. Ah, right. now that is quite – you don't need Congress you, for that. <laughs> you don't need to drop 20 bombs a day. You just need to go ahead and make 20 deliveries per day. Yes. <laughs> as long as those stamps are on the side of the bombs, yeah. then that's all that's – anyway, <laughs> not to side rail what we're talking about. This This is quite hilarious. But, you know, that there is there's a lot of things that you can do, you know, and, and I throw out sheriff is just one of many options. But oh. I remember hearing this and I was like, wow, I wasn't aware the sheriff kind of had this this kind of direction and power. And that's a great place to start. And hey, if it goes right at the sheriff level, you're going to start to get a lot more people on your side. And all of a sudden, because that's a, a lot of people have a hang up about how the sheriff would work with liberty, right? How law works with liberty, how protection and justice and everything works. If you can get that area figured out, then all of a sudden you get people saying, hey, maybe we can do, maybe we're going to do all right here. Maybe we'll be okay. No, and, and it's true. The, 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 I mean, obviously law enforcement is the biggest one because they have the biggest influence on liberty. If you're not going to be a sheriff, go for the district attorney's office or as you had posted with the, uh, uh, Reinhold's post earlier, uh, if you are so set on leaving this this country, this state, the, this county, go to a city council meeting, find out who your local rep is and start sitting in and start figuring out ways that you're going to plot and take things over or throw throw get yourself thrown out of the country, um, because that's going to be your first step. You can't just sit there and put a flag uh and, and go full you know i have a flag therefore this is my land um that's not how it works unfortunately we we've got uh, legal precedents in place and most of your neighbors who really do not want to see a 900 foot tall barbed wire fence uh next to you know keeping fluffy out or whatever so it, it's it, it gets back into the whole thing if you if you want to live by yourself you know and have no laws on you Generally, go buy 40 acres in Wyoming. 40 acres in Wyoming, you can get for 17 grand. Uh, drag a road out there, live off the land. You could do all that. There's nothing stopping you. We have the Free State Project in New Hampshire. Um, go be a part of that because it sucks to say, and it's like, well, I don't want to move. Well, your neighbors may want you to move if you're that much of an asshat. And, and I hate to use that term, but I see a lot of people who talk national divorce want to inflict it on their neighbors for their own good and not for, I want to make this place better. I'm a bit more sympathetic to people who don't want to move because I think if, if everything were philosophically correct, 
You would not have to. But it's right. like saying, like, it's like falling in a rhino pit and wishing there were no rhinos in there. It's like, well, you're in the pit now. Yeah. So, I I mean, we can wish to the high heavens there were no rhinos, but they are. There are. They are there, you know? And we can wish there were, you know, there's not an angry, aggressive animal there. Now, I'm not saying that nobody here is going to be like, no, the rhinos are okay. At least nobody in this chat is going to be like, yeah, it's cool that there's this authoritarian monster but there is right so like instead of just dreaming that it's gone look we we all want to be rid of it right we all want it to be gone but what do we do in the meantime now that we're surrounded we're in the rhino pit and we don't want to get charged right there are things you can do to survive in that situation yes we all wish we weren't in that situation every one of us we wish we didn't have to do these things. You shouldn't have to move to be free. You should be able to live your life freely. But this is the world. This is the world that we are in. And you're not going to be able to wish it away. The good of philosophy is you can tell somebody why you shouldn't be in this situation and they can help join you. But we're dealing with matters of practicality right now. You know, and if you practically want to leave the nation, these are things you're going to have to do. Um, sh- again, not stuff you should have to do. Public, the whole public land system sucks. There's corruption to high heaven with it. There's oh, yeah. a lot of things the government has done that that makes this whole process of leaving nearly impossible. It's actually amazing. This is a lot like the Brits. Yeah, we'll help you with that French and Indian War. Oh yeah, for free. Don't worry about it. Why are your troops not going back overseas? I said, don't worry about it, right? Right, and this is the same thing, right? Now, was that a peaceful revolution? Was the American Revolution nice and peaceful? Now, we had the advantage there of at least being overseas. We don't get that advantage anymore. There's also now uh, nuclear weaponry to account for, you know? And there's a, 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 it's, it's very difficult, right? So now I, I purely advocate for peaceful uh, protest, even if you have the right to do violence. I don't believe you're going to win. And I think the rhino pit here is a good example. I don't think you're going to punch a rhino to death. I, I, I have know. a question. I, I have I, This rhino pit thing has been bothering me. Is yeah. that pit full of like zombie John McCain's or something? Or, or Mitt Romney's. Oh, uh, <laughs> Look at you I, I play today. Miners, rhinos. Yeah, I'm just, see, I'm just seeing zombie John McCain's coming up, going, you know, I'm a maverick. You know? <laughs> uh, oh man, uh, Bob Dole. Yeah, Bob Dole. Uh, yes, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of good rhinos. Um, oh yeah, Mitt, well, Mitch Daniels, but he, I wouldn't call him a rhino, and I wouldn't call him a rhino at all. I'd call him actually a real Republican. Right. He, yeah. he wants small governments and. You know, if Chris Bangle's listening to this right now, I, I, I'm i sorry, Reagan. He just, yeah, he, he's not going to be fun tonight after hearing Mitch Daniels' name. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it really is just kind of maddening. It's like all this energy being put into the idea with um, breaking up the country. Um, what is your end goal? Is it better or is it that you just want everything to go your way? Because that's what the Christian theocritist wants. That's what the white nationalist wants. That's what the black nationalist wants. They, everybody has this great idea of how this country should be put together. And a lot of them just on the basis of the libertarian principle has always been just leave everyone alone and let them live their lives. And generally we figure this crap out pretty well. Um, but yeah, it's uh, billions of little fiefdoms. I know that's an anarchist dream, but it's just, there's a lot of people that are just 
Yeah, not very Back nice. in my pre-anarchy days, that was my big that was my big thing with them is the the mm-hmm. it's like well a lot of there's been a lot of as you said these fiefdoms fiefdoms yeah. these little these little plots of very uh very authoritarian land that didn't have like there wasn't constitution it was just one guy with a lot of swords that were willing to do a lot of damage <laughs> right um, yeah. I'm going to take a quick break because I don't want to forget our wonderful sponsors. So hang tight. We aren't quite done. I have a good hook for this subject when we come back. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for hanging out through the break. I appreciate it. Um, all right. So you bring up another good point. And, and one of the things is sometimes there's a libertarian issue that is very principled that is not necessarily great for us to bring to the forefront. Um because of the way it is now I, I think a great example in this one i've pr- i don't know if i've used this on the show before but i think it's a good example is the martin luther king jr with the rosa parks protest that mm-hmm. was a planned protest they were gonna protest they knew it was wrong for them to you know make somebody sit in the back of the bus because of the color of their skin he had it ready to go he was prepared he knew he was gonna say what they did is they waited for an example and the first two examples they got You know, um, I think one of them was like an unwed mother. And he's like, well, this is unfortunately, we're not going to get enough unity on this. If if it's an unwed mother, people, we're going to lose the Christian support. And the the next one was, I think, was it a non-Christian? I can't remember the issue, but basically things that would have, you know, lost people. I think it was actually a young man. And people yeah. associated men with violence. And he was like, I think we want right. a, we want a woman for this movement. And right. so then it became Rosa Parks in the third one, where he was like, hey, this is our perfect one. She's peaceful. She's a nice person. She's elderly. She, you know, this is what we we're looking for. And let's do it. So you do have to pick your battles here if you want to win them. It's not that the other two would have been wrong to protest for. I mean, I can tell by the way Martin Luther King Jr. wrote about it that it devastated him to not be able to say what he wanted to say to the public on these things. You know, when when we go back and we kind of get his internal thinking through his personal writing. But there's a we if you're if you aim to win, right? We're aiming to survive the rhino pit. Do you have the right to punch undead John McCain slash an actual rhinoceros in the face? Yes. Are you going to win the fight after you do that? Perhaps not, right? And so one of the issues that I get with this issue, especially of secession, is sometimes you make for some very poor bedfellows. Uh, You know, when we talk about people that they may philosophically have the right to leave, but I would not want to be like, yeah, let's stand with them in the line because of how it looks down the line, especially a lot of the, especially when we talk about the main issue with why this is coming up in education. I totally agree that there's some teachers that do a very poor job. And I think there's a lot of security around those teachers that make it so you don't even get to find out exactly how poor a job they're doing. Terrible things. We should absolutely fix those things. You should absolutely be outraged. I know I have. You should talk about them on social media. You should bring them up and being like, look at this. This is absolutely bananas. And I am talking about both the left and the right, by the way. This is a, there are some left wingers, uh, liberals on TikTok calls them out a lot, but they teach, they are teaching your kids and they should not be within a hundred feet of a public building. And then there are some righties that are like, hey, we are going to teach you. uh, We want our kids learning 
you know, about Christianity and that fable of, you know, of anything else and, and all that darn the way they teach math these days and shaking their fists at the sun. We want these people teaching your kids. Well, if either of those sides is promoting a national divorce, I may support their their right to do it. I would not support the reason which would they want to do it. We go back to the South, the Confederacy. Should you have a right to leave the Union? Look, a lot of people think, and there are some points to be made here about Lincoln being a huge authoritarian for saying, no, you may not leave under any circumstance, no matter what you do. Okay, point taken. But if the reason you want to split is for slavery, when you get your ass kicked, I'm certainly not weeping when I read the history books, when slavery was such a core component. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. This was a core component of the issue, right? And so when you were like, we are leaving so that we can have this, you know, I am not going to stand with you. (laughs) A lot of you were, now look, we talk about politics being downstream from culture. Great, you seceded, but you seceded so that you could promote an authoritarian public school system. Yeah. Ah, nope. Oh, that is just that's going to either lead to something that's just as bad or be just as bad right off the bat. Go ahead. Brian. It's funny because bringing education into this and actually the fifth column had a great uh, podcast uh, this week. Um, and I can't remember who was on, but they were talking about uh, really poorly vague laws once again, which is the you know, it's freaking it's the problem that we see in this country is that if you're going to write a law, make it sure that it's, it's, it's at least nuanced enough to capture changes in society and not hurt people uh, just by getting dragged into it. Like, you know, that, well, the dog hit your car, you know, because we were walking by. And so I'm going to tear up your, destroy your vehicle looking for some pot. Oh, there it is. Well, guess what? You're going to jail for 20 years or something like that. That's not what they were trying to do originally with the drug laws, but of course, government, the police, DA's offices, things like that, wanted to get tough on something, and that's what they got tough on. But getting back to schools and things like that, any authoritarian institution, which a school is an authoritarian institution, it's it's essentially a monopoly. It's not a total monopoly, but it's, it's pretty much a monopoly. Anytime you have monopolistic behavior, whether it's in education, politics, religion, business, anything along those lines, is going to lead to people doing very bad things. And when you cannot question those bad things or can't get away from those bad things, even worse things happen usually because the bad behavior is never punished. Just as we saw in the Catholic Church, just as we see in some of these schools, lots of teachers getting busted lately with a lot of young boys and girls. Uh, hey, I didn't see that one coming. Um, well, I kind of did, but anyhow. Um, But it, the thing that fixes that, uh, there's two things that fix it. The ability to leave uh, freely. And you can say that, well, you can always go to any school you want. Well, there's a lot of poor families that can't afford private school. I know one of my relatives is killing themselves putting their kids in private school because they don't want the kids in public schools. And it's a massive burden on them, but they're making that investment for their children. There's a lot of people that can't do that. Um, so that's the one thing, especially seeing how their money's getting taken anyway by the, by the public schools. Um, but the second thing is sunlight. And the ability to call out bad behavior and hold people responsible for their bad behavior. And I'm not saying the same thing again, where it's like, well, that teacher that slapped that kid's face, he should lose his pension and be fired and flayed and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, I have a feeling the kid was probably being a little bit of a smart ass. Should he not be in that job? Yeah. Should he keep his pension? Probably. You know, 30 years, I, I think having losing it, you know, one moment, he didn't kill the kid and like 
pile drive them into the ground. But that's the kind of sunshine that we need sometimes and say, you know what? Maybe this is getting to be too much for you. It's time to retire. And that's the kind of thing I think we need to see in this. And it's very tough to legislate that. It is. It's very tough to legislate. But if your kid gets smacked by a teacher in school, you want to take them to another school, go for it. You have the ability to do so. Well, maybe you do. If you're rich enough, if you have enough money, if you're willing to make those sacrifices, uh, if you're unable to make those sacrifices, you're stuck with that teacher, that shitty school who doesn't want to fix anything. So, uh, oh, this is a good one Morgan wrote. Um, if someone wants to leave, especially someone with repellent views, why would you want to force them to stay? Well, here's the question. No one's forcing them to stay. You can go to whatever country you want to. Um, it's not that hard to get to Mexico. Um, I think transportation now is at an all-time cheapest it's ever been in, in society per mile. You can go to Mexico, try to get in the country, throw your, renounce your U.S. citizenship, try to become a Mexican citizen or whichever citizen. I think you're going to find the process is pretty tough. And if you're going to say, well, I'm going to be a citizen of the United States of Dorkdom right here at my house and my little piece of property right here, that's fine. Uh, you can try to do that, but just don't be surprised. No one wants to engage in trade with you. And you're saying they're wondering why the heck no one wants to trade me and I can't buy any food. And, you know, if you want to hold your principles that way, that's one way to do it. But it just seems to be self-ending, <laughs> if anything, in the end. I, yeah, I mean, there's now, as far as why you would want them to stay, I get what you're saying, but I mean, I think, I, I talked about somebody wanting to get with minors earlier and yeah. let's assume we're talking about the gross kind of minors. Uh, yeah. Well, we're talking, we're talking about some people who have been in right. the leadership. Why would I want them I... to stay? Well, all of a sudden government force doesn't look so bad. Hey, you're not allowed to do that anymore. Okay, great. Yeah. As opposed to I'm leaving. Now you can't do anything about it. Now I've got a kid farm. So as far as why you want them to stay, I mean, there's a, there's a libertarian reason to want them to stay. Now, I, I think, Morgan Moore, what you're getting at is why would I want somebody uh, – let's go back to education, right? The main reason. Yeah. Why would I want somebody to stay if they're going to force their my kids to learn things that I don't want them to learn or learn incorrect things? I'll even say that, like that we yeah. insist this is on the curriculum and that thing's really terrible. And then all of a sudden those people are like, I want to leave. Yeah, if I'm if I it's my public school system, I'd be like, oh, please, I get to keep this school system, keep everything in place. You're gone and you've stopped trying to change it. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So there's, different, there's different kinds. I'm giving you Brian and I yeah. give you examples, but these are, you know, these there is a reason, but I think I understand what you're saying here. Yeah. And, um, and I get it. I get it too. I, I understand, but the question is, yeah, um, take your kids out of school, homeschool, which I think Honestly, some parents should be doing. Um, but but that's just one facet. If you don't like the way the drug wars are being enforced, go to a city council meeting. Say, hey, why aren't we doing more? Why are we putting so many people in jail? Now, I'm going to say something here. I'm going to defend the police department. So now the rest of the libertarians can go re. Um, I, I when they re live on the air. Yeah, exactly. Get ready I, to re. Go ahead. Um I will tell you that um, maybe it's because of involvement, maybe it's just because, you know, I, I, I'm just such an awesome human being. Yeah, no, it's not that. Um, the, that uh, the police are far more interested um, in seeing um, someone I know and care very deeply about 
getting help uh, rather than just throwing them in jail. Far more interested in that. And it, it was less work for them. So you can say, oh, they just didn't want to do their jobs. No, they, they seem genuinely like we want this person to get help. Um, and they're getting help. And it's fabulous that they're getting help. And there's systems that are out there. Now, a lot of them are driven by nonprofits and things like that that are getting that person their help. But, you know, the thing is this, we always want to think, you know, big evil, everybody is always this, the cops are always, all cops are bastards, blah, 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 blah. I know a lot of cops, some of them are bastards, most, you know, good chunk, maybe, I, I don't know, depends on who, what day they're having. Um, but there's some that aren't. Uh, the 370 that responded to Uvalde, that, that stood around until the one, and one went in and kind of said, forget we're taking this guy out um I, I i think that he's probably the one that probably should have got a good paycheck for that uh i did find out though the one that was checking his the one that everyone was reading about oh, checking the his cell phone, phone one yeah. yeah the cell phone one and then you find out oh yeah he was texting his wife who was dying in the classroom and yeah and trying to find it and he had actually already tried and other police officers stopped him and had taken his gun Right, exactly. That is, and so he was actually that, they dis they stopped him and disarmed him from entering. That is yeah. something the police department. Yeah, so I, I feel bad for ripping on the guy. Obviously, somebody on their cell phone looking doesn't look yeah. good. And actually, there were many cops on their cell phones to rip on. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, hearts out to Officer Ruiz there, Brian. I think you bring in up a good point. Now this is going to be. We got time for a tangent. I am going to bring this back to the secession talk, but I think that what you bring up is important. I think what we can learn from what you're saying about the police department is, or police in general, uh, as people, I guess, is important. There is, I think, one of the things we learned from the Milgram experiments is basically anybody can be coerced into doing terrible things. Overwhelmingly. I mean, yeah, we're talking 99%, 90%. You look at the, you know, the terrorism in Vietnam and, and, and you just kind of think, well, those people must not have been human. As libertarians, that's the easiest thing to say is yeah. to just be like, those people were just inhuman monsters and now it's a collection of inhuman monsters. Um, I think the thing to note about the Milgram experiments is nobody felt great about it. They didn't want to be doing it. But they had some coercion applied. There was a, oh, I, I thought you signed this document. I thought you were going to be honest with your word. I thought you were going to be doing this. What I see when I see police officers is people that maybe had the illusions of being a superhero. And unfortunately, their company got bought out by really by Lex Luthor. You know what I mean? And so they <laughs> they accept. Cody, a you're lot hitting of the too close here. Hang on. Right. <laughs> and listen. I think and as libertarians, and yes, you're correct. Again, this is a matter of philosophic, philosophically correct versus, you know, what is going on in the world. Right. As far as are these people responsible for their individual actions when they do evil things? Yes, they are. Okay, great. Wrap that up. You got it. Correct. Move past it. What's next then? How do you get all these people to stop? Well, is it just by telling them they're evil and reeing in their face? No, they... they are human beings, a lot of them like you and me, because as the Milgram experiments prove, a lot of, like pretty much anybody can be persuaded to do something very bad if enough coercion, uh, what do you call it? I mean, it wasn't like they were even offering them more money. It Se was segmentation. If you, I, you're just doing your job, you're just yep. doing this little piece right here. And yes, it leads to us swatting 
the wrong address in grandma's house. Right. And you were the one that was supposed to check the address, but we're not going to hold you accountable unless it's politically convenient. Then yeah. we're going to throw you to the And walls. maybe these mistakes are bad, but it's worth yeah. it to live in an organized society. Yeah, or something exactly. like that. There's tons of explanations that status gives themselves. Again, libertarians won't give it to them, but that doesn't change what is. So how do you convince then a cop to stop being a cop? I mean, on one hand, you have the crazy libertarians being like, well, if we just convince them all to retire at the same time, there won't be police anymore. That's a cool dream. And you know what? I'm not saying that it's a bad tactic in all cases. There are many cops that are convinced to retire and that's good, yeah. right? But they are replaced, right? <laughs> Almost immediately. I mean, it is no, I know I had one friend and people may remember this because uh, I got to talk to FBI agents about this, but who claimed to be the Dallas shooter he wasn't. He was talking out of his ass. Yeah. But he claimed to be the Dallas shooter. And the reason being is because he believed that eventually he would kill enough police officers that Dallas would just stop. People would stop applying for the job in Dallas. Now, of course, he was legally proven to be full of crap and wasn't actually doing it. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like it's it, it didn't work out that way, did it? Dallas isn't exactly police free, is it? Right. Yeah. So please. Let's, oh, worst departments, though. I mean, go smart. So don't go for Dallas. Start with Albuquerque. Albuquerque <laughs> Police Department is one of the worst, highest percentage of people being killed for stupid reasons, such as like you know throwing tear gas canisters into a house, setting it on fire, killing a fourteen-year-old. Oops, fourteen-year-old did it himself. If you are going to be violent, please keep your violence targeted. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, and again, I will not. I will not advocate that because that's not my kinds of means of revolution. Again, I still find that to be like punching the rhino in the face, even if the rhino deserves it. You're still punching something that's John, much greater than you. Zombie John McCain. Zombie John McCain is going to eat you voted. every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all I can think about is beating to death undead Republicans, but uh, we'll have to move on from that libertarian fantasy real quick. Yeah, like <laughs> hero complex is a real thing. And so what yes. you need to do is you need to appeal to these people in these departments in a different way. And what we did here in Salt Lake City and something that I'm rather proud of is um, our work in, in getting the police to learn de-escalation tactics. Um, and it's been it's been immensely successful. At one point, I think we had the fourth highest... I believe it was the fourth highest like death rate of people in, when they encounter a police officer. Right. And we've gone a couple of years without uh, police killing anybody in Which Salt Lake fabulous. City. And, and it, it's, it's huge, right? It's huge. Yeah. Um, I mean, it saves, it practically saves a lot of lives. Again, I could scream philosophy and how about we shouldn't have a, a police force. And I, and you know what? I will. I mean, I've talked about it. I've said abolish the police. I, I, I understand. I get it. Right. I'm there with you. I'm not saying to abandon your libertarianism, but I'm saying to, you need to accept the situation that you're in. And so if if saving lives means, you know, understanding that police officers are human beings and there is a way to appeal to them to gradually get in the direction of liberty, then you should do those things if you can. Yeah. Right. I understand the nation seems to be grabbing it, gravitating in a more and more authoritarian way, but you can mm-hmm. send it the other way. Just be that force, you know. Um, and so the reason I, I bring this up when I talk about things like secession is if this is the goal, you need to understand that the people you're talking to, they are. Yes, we are all not just indoctrinated, but controlled coercively by this by this kind of thing. And you're not talking to 
people that are monsters or are inhuman, even if even if they have done inhuman and monstrous things, as the Milgram ex experiments will teach us. They're there for a certain situation and reason and things in their lives that have brought them there. And it may not be the kind of reason that appeals to you as a libertarian. Last episode, we talked about libertarian um, personality like how there's certain personality traits. It may not be the kind of reason that you say, go read Ayn Rand, Ayn Rand and your life will change. Go read the creature, you know, the uh, creature Jekyll Island, whatever. Go read that and you'll change. Go read man, man, you know, economy and state. Go read Rothbard. You know, hey, listen, that works for you. Doesn't work for everybody. Not everybody has the same personality trait as you. That will work for some people. I'm not saying to stop, but I am saying to adjust if it doesn't work. Right. Mm -hmm. You need to. And so when we talk about things like, hey, please let me go, there are ways you can actually make this peaceful. Um, pilgrims are a great example. There's actually some there's actually uh, now I'm not going to talk about how cool they were with the uh, natives. No, okay. no, don't go. Um, that, that, and and there were dark web in again. fairness to I some mean... pilgrims, there actually were some of them that actually were very cool with the natives. Yeah. Yeah. Those people get mad props. Uh, that's opening a whole box that I, I'm not ready to open right now. But what I will say is they actually did wrap things up. It can be argued that, and in fact, I think should be, that America was actually never owned by the Brits because we actually had a compact with, the, uh, with, with uh, I believe, King James himself that was just like, yeah, if you leave, you're not our property anymore. We get it. And you know what? It was done because they were friendly with some people that did not deserve friendliness. That sucks, right? I'm not, I, I get, I get the fairness. I probably said this a hundred times this episode. I get the fairness and justice that you want, but to get what you want and the direction you're going to, it's going to involve some things that aren't quite pleasant. Martin Luther King Jr. wanted to protest the bus, with the bus rallies much earlier than he did but he recognized that it wouldn't be a winning tactic until a certain moment. And I think as libertarians, you need to pick those moments. We need to be wise about when we pick those moments uh, and how we get there. Do I think that allying with, uh, we've talked about why people want to secede. With California, a, a lot of these people, I say, yeah, good for them. I'd be happy to see them go because I dislike <laughs> I dislike the reasons they want to go. But at the same time, that's an awful lot of suffering that they're creating. Do well, I? Yeah. I'm not going to cheer on California if they exit. But that is a terrible situation that a lot of innocent people are going to find themselves in. You know, and so is that your moment? Just think for a moment as a libertarian. You say, is this your moment? Is this the moment that you want to choose, knowing that you have to tactically escape this system, that if our goal is to end up being gone from the American government controlling us? Great goal. Is this the moment? Is this it? I don't I don't think it is, uh, but to each their own. Yeah. Brian, any, you know, I'll give you any thoughts, any final thoughts on this one? Oh, yeah, it's real simple. We've already had this happen once and I completely forgot about before the before we got on here, but it came to mind. We've already had this happen recently, just during the George Floyd protests in Seattle with the uh, Chaz or Chop or whatever. And there weren't any fences up. So you can say, oh, look, everything was great. They're free trade. No, it was mostly because the police were told to back off and let them do whatever they want. And what ended up happening? Yeah, lots of looting, 
lots of, you know, crap going on, people throwing money in to kind of keep it going for a little bit. And then it totally collapsed when there really wasn't enough food and people were trying to kill each other and just, you know, and little warlords kept popping up and stuff like that. I can't remember the one guy who was out there kind of doing his little Mogadishu special holding a gun out, you know, like we used to see in Somalia, which of course is... Some people, some some people think it's a libertarian paradise, but the, nobody really wants that. If you want that, then you know, if you want to have the ability to say, "I, I have enough guns, therefore I can make my own rules," there's plenty of places in this world for you: Pakistan, Somalia, Central Africa. Go ahead and go there, and you can be your own warlord. Um, but if you want to stay here. Don't be surprised that no one wants you to be a warlord. Now, I think that's probably a big fringe of, you know, a small fringe of people that would in, in the national divorce discussion. But I think that the harm from a national divorce right now is is so significant. And the amount of people that want it is so insignificant that it's worthy of discussion. It's worthy of discussing the problems and, and the reasons, but it's not the solution. The solution is. You know, just as what was said earlier, go to your local city council meeting, punch Reinhold in the face. Oh, don't punch Reinhold in the face. I'm sorry. Um, don't don't punch Reinhold or rhinos in the face. Um, don't even punch Nazis thinking it's OK, because honestly, the nap should prevail in this case. And you should want to make your little neighborhood better, uh, a little bit better through understanding as opposed to to saying I want to build I want to build a wall and I want to make you pay for it. Uh, yeah, I'm I echo a lot of those sentiments. I I understand the distaste. Um, I think Chris is very he he's uh, certainly recently very very pro democracy. Um, and, and I'm not representative uh, democracy. I wouldn't say pro democracy. Democracy is just you know tyranny of the fifty point one percent. So yeah, well. He's become very uh, a strong advocate for working with the system that we have. Absolutely, yes. And I am not, and I'll uh, admit it. I dis I dislike this system. I don't. Um, I don't believe it can be salvaged. Um, I just I just don't. That being said, are there times that you just kind of have to work with what you're presented with? Yes. Um, Anarchy is not going to just find itself because you wish it and because you philosophized yourself there. It's a great place to envision. Um, libertarians are great at envisioning this future, and, and reasonably so, because we get asked a lot about, well, what would the future look like without this thing, without this? What would it look like if we didn't have government systems doing this, that, or the other? And it's good that we're able to answer those questions. But getting there is much more difficult. What made Martin Luther King Jr. a genius wasn't that he had the future. He knew what he wanted in the future. What made him a genius was he knew how to get there. And those are really, that is so, I, I have so much respect for the man in that area of expertise. Um, for those of you who are heavy Christians, a lot of it is detailed in, Daniel and um, uh, Ezekiel and Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah, the area where he had like the three prophets at once, right? They actually all go into a bit of discussing how do we get out of captivity now that we're in captivity? It's a lot of reading, but if you're, you know, Christian or Jewish, these are 
great areas of information. And I think the philosophy still applies. It's one of the very few times in human history we can actually point to a, a government that without violence said, yeah, go ahead. And uh, uh, people that they had slaves. I mean, these were slaves, you know, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, subjugated peoples that ended up making themselves there. And what did they do? It wasn't disintegration that got them there. It was actually extreme integration. Um, there was a point when, you know, the king of Babylon looks around. He's like, my best writers are Jewish. My best advisors are Jewish. My best gardeners are Jewish. My best soldiers are Jewish. Oh, crap. These people might might be worth more than what we are saying that they are worth. And maybe now with them being that integrated, that there comes a point when they say, hey, now that we've proven our worth, may we leave? And the king, who had absolute power to say no, said yes. And yeah, there's a bit of a conversion process. And there's some other stories that are also worth examining, but I wouldn't have time to go over them here. But that is a time in human history that you can point to a nonviolent revolution leading to a king allowing their slaves to go and form their own nation. That mm -hmm. is extreme. That's what you're going for, and these are the things you're going to have to mimic. It is easy to just say, God should just make it so. Well, he's not. And sometimes he, choo he chooses for you to be the body of Christ, the body of God, and do what needs to be done. You are setting the table for future generations. I know what's the saying for the Libertarian Party, the world's set free in our, our lifetime. I'd love it too, okay? But lifetimes are one day at a time, okay? Mm -hmm. And so let's work with the system that you have that you hate, but uh, accept that it is there. Accept that you are in the rhino pit. Accept that a rhinoceros is there and doesn't like you and may charge at you at any time. What are you going to do to get out of the situation? We've analyzed that the rhinoceros should not exist. We analyzed that the pit should not exist. Great. You're in the pit. There is a charging rhino. Now what? Okay. So this is why this, I, I'm just, those are things for you to consider when we talk about secession is right. I think Brian and I, and actually I thought we were going to disagree a lot more than we did. It seems that we agree on this. Yep. But the particulars of getting from A to B are a lot more difficult than just saying, let's have it. Yeah. You know, your 140 limit character on character limit on Twitter is not going to detail how we get from A to B. And it's going to require a lot more thought. And I'm not saying you can't. Martin Luther King Jr. put a ton of effort into it. The books of the Bible put a ton of effort into it to talking about how to make this a reality. So study them, read them. Learn what they learn, share this knowledge with others, craft a plan, and set it in motion. Simply mm -hmm. asking for the end isn't going to get you to the end. You know, yeah. everybody wants to look great, but doing the work it takes to look great, I don't really like doing that much either. I understand, yeah. you know, it's yeah, not a lot of fun, you know, and, and there's some things that maybe are unfair and you're dealing with genetics that you shouldn't have to deal with. Okay, how much do you want to look great then is the next question. You know, how much do you want this end world? Are you willing? It's one thing to just say it on Twitter, but do you want it enough? Do you want this national divorce enough to do the work? <laughs> Everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for crashing with us. I will be here next week. Um, and then I won't be here for maybe a couple weeks after that. I'm going to Colorado to fix up uh, 
a property and uh, visit some family. So uh, please tune in next week, and then you may enjoy a break. So don't give up on, on us just yet. Brian, as always, awesome talking with you. You too, Odie. Everybody, have an enjoyable evening. Bye.